What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage? Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino online. I was only playing for fun, so winning was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's favorite free online social casino. You, too, could have the chance to win life-changing cash prizes. Absolutely anybody could be like Mary. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumboCasino.com and play for free now. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18-plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice of the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of the winner. To an all-new season of the True Crime Never Sleeps podcast. This season, we dive into the most horrific unsolved murders in history. From the Black Dahlia murder to the unsolved murder of the Lady of the Dunes. Join us every Tuesday on YouTube or your favorite podcast platform. As always, we thank you for listening. There is no one who knows me, or who has ever known me, who knows anything about me, really. They're going to tell you something that does not line up with anything I tell you, because I'm two different people, basically. Israel Keys. Hello, everyone. This is True Crime Never Sleeps Podcast. I'm your host, Larry Lease. Today's episode, we're going to talk about Israel Keys and how he became shit out of luck. Israel Keyes was born January 7th, 1978, and died December 2nd, 2012. He was an American serial killer, rapist, arsonist, burglar, and bank robber. He admitted to violent crimes as early as 1996, with the violent sexual assault of a teenage girl in Oregon, and a spree that lasted until his capture in 2012. In December 2012, Keyes died by suicide while awaiting trial for the murder of Samantha Koenig. During his childhood years, Keyes would walk around with a pistol everywhere he went, and at the age of 14, his grandfather gave him a 38 caliber revolver, which he outfitted with his first homemade silencer. He and a friend also had a habit of breaking into houses and burglarizing them. Keyes also began killing pet animals. 
Between 1995 and 1997, he started working in a seven-man crew for a construction company, doing custom work for customers with needs beyond construction. Later in the 90s, the family moved to Smyrna, Maine, where they became involved in the maple syrup business. It is there that he rejected his parents' faith and openly declared himself an atheist. As a result, he was kicked out of the house. Sometime between 1996 and 1998, Keyes committed his first actual crime, abducting a teenage girl from a hiking group along the Deschutes River near Maupin, Oregon, and raping her, but releasing her afterwards. Later in 1998, he went to New Jersey and enlisted in the U.S. Army, serving as a specialist in the Alpha Company 1st Battalion, 5th Infantry. He was stationed at Fort Lewis near Tacoma, Washington, and Fort Hood in Texas. Killing Texas and was trained in Sinai, Egypt. During his service, Keyes received an Army Achievement Medal for meritorious service while assigned as a gunner and assistant gunner from the 2nd of December 1998 to the 8th of July 2001. On May of 2001, he received a DUI charge in Thurston County, Washington, followed by a state charge for driving with a suspended license. Later that year, he was honorably discharged from the Army. Keyes allegedly took advantage of this discharge to murder his first victim, an unidentified couple according to his confessions. He then moved to the small town of Bay, Washington, where he established a village market for the nearby Maka tribe. Keyes also began dating an unidentified woman who he would have a daughter with. On November 13, 2002, his father passed away and Keyes attended the funeral. Later that year, he separated with his girlfriend who took their daughter with her. In the first few months of 2006, Keyes began taking part in marathons. Between that year and last year, he had allegedly claimed two more victims. It is at this point that he began making numerous travels for unspecified reasons. In 2007, Keyes opened a new business called Keyes Construction, which was extremely reliable. In 2009, after making travels to California, Washington, and New England, Keyes decided to rob a bank in order to fund his crimes. On April 10th, allegedly after abducting and murdering a man, he walked into the community bank in Tupper Lake, New York, donning sunglasses, a jacket, jeans, gray sneakers, two-tone gloves, and a fake mustache and goatee, and armed with a 40 caliber Smith & Wesson semi-automatic pistol, Successfully robbing the bank, Keyes fled and buried a toolbox about a half mile down a path in the Woodside Natural Area in Essex, Vermont. The toolbox contained the Smith & Weston and the Ruger Charger. Four days later, he returned home by, the, by airplane. He then spent the next two years repeatedly traveling through the country for a variety of undisclosed reasons. At the time, between April and May 2011, he constructed a homemade silencer for the Ruger Charger pistol, and decided to test it out during his next crime. After flying to Indiana and then driving over to New York to attach and test his silencer, Keyes drove to Vermont, where he recovered the toolbox he buried earlier, to which he decided to randomly target and murder someone before going on a bank robbing and arson spree. After selecting a location to take a victim, Keyes readied his weapons and began inspecting motorists from the safety of nearby woods. Initially targeting a motorist driving a yellow Volkswagen Beetle, Keyes found the plan impractical and switched his focus to a couple instead. Wandering around the suburban neighborhoods on the late hours of July 8, 2011, 
He set his sights on 8 Colbert Street, occupied by the couriers, Bill and Rain. The home was less than a half mile away from the Handy Suites hotel he was staying at. First, inspecting the house and deducing the room the couple was sleeping at, Keyes disabled the phone line first before breaking inside, in what was described as a blitz attack. He ambushed the carriers as they slept, subduing and tying them up before taking Lorraine Smith & Wesson's snub-nosed thirty-eight revolver, among other items. Keyes then abducted the couple and took them to the abandoned Essex farmhouse, where he attempted to contact someone through their cell phones, only to abandon their plan after finding that the phones didn't have texting capabilities. As he took Bill to the basement, Lorraine attempted to escape, only to be recaptured by him. Bill also tries to escape, but Keyes incapacitated him, and in a fit of rage at the loss of control over his scheme, shoots him to death with the silence 1022 Ruger Charger. He then sexually assaulted Lorraine, strangled her into unconsciousness, took her to the basement, and strangled her again, this time fatally. Keyes then buried the bodies in debris and left them in the farmhouse basement, intending to return later to burn down the farmhouse. His plan to go on a bank robbing spree soon proved to be impractical when the carrier's car experienced some serious mechanical issues, and he abandoned it the next day in the parking lot of an apartment complex at 203 Pearl Street. During his trip back home, he went into the White National Monument Forest in New Hampshire and disposed of the items that he took from the carriers in a suitcase that he set ablaze. He then abandoned his tools and the carrier's revolver in New York before returning home in Anchorage. Unbeknownst to him, from October 25th to October 27th, the farmhouse was demolished and the debris was transported to a local landfill. In October November of the same year, he purchased a police scanner. This part of the story actually hits close to home for me, as I am actually originally from the Anchorage, Alaska area. On February 1st, 2012, Keyes decided to kill again, driving around aimlessly through Anchorage in search of a potential victim, setting his sights on an 18-year-old barista named Samantha Koning. He approached her coffee kiosk, held her at gunpoint, and demanded the money from the register. After his demands were met, he tied her up and waited for her boyfriend, Dwayne Torellani, intending to abduct him too, but changed his mind and dragged Koning outside. She attempted to escape, but he quickly recaptured her, forced her into his truck, and kept her captive in his home. The next day, Keyes went to Koning's home, broke into her boyfriend's truck, and stole the debit card he shared with Koning. But <coughs> Tortolani and Koning's father, James, witnessed him commit the act. After successfully testing out the debit card, Keyes returned home and murdered Koning, leaving her body in a shed on his property. He then traveled to New Orleans, Louisiana, to embark on a ship cruise. Upon returning from the cruise, Keyes, increasingly worried by the large amount of publicity brought by Koning's abduction, decided to commit a crime spree. Exploring around the west of Dallas, Texas, he encountered a 3,500-square-foot, one-story, red-brick house in Alito on February 16th, which he robbed before burning it in a nearby barn down. He then drove to the nearby town of Azle, where he donned with a hard hat, Sunglasses, gloves, and a breathing mask robbed the National Bank of Texas within two minutes before escaping. He later buried the money around the Post Oak Cemetery in Glen Rose. South of Cleborne, he tried to abduct a woman walking a dog, but he quickly abandons the plan. 
returning the Anchorage Keys enacted a ransom plan for Koning, whose death was still not known to authorities. Texting a ransom note and directions to Dwayne, he recovered and dismembered Koning's corpse with a chainsaw and disposing the body parts in Manuska Lake, which I remember driving by the Manuska Lake one, I think it was a morning, and I actually saw all the crime scene tape up, and I think I saw divers going into the water looking for something. At the time, I didn't really know what they were looking at, but now I do. Keyes never gave law enforcement an exact number of people he murdered. Quote, he was very evasive at times during interviews, and he told us when we tried to pin him down on a number that it was less than 12. But then there were things that he would say that led us to believe that by less than 12, he simply meant 11, said FBI Special Agent Jolene Godin. In his various interviews with law enforcement, Keyes provided details about other victims, including a woman with pale skin who possibly came from money. He also told investigators the body of another victim had already been recovered, but that he made their death look like an accident. Whenever he killed, Keyes targeted random victims, all of whom lived extremely far from his home and never hit the same area twice. In all instances, he planned his murders long beforehand and took many measures to avoid detection. When he killed the couriers, Keyes struck Bill Courier with a shovel and shot him with a twenty-two caliber Ruger Charger pistol outfitted with a homemade silencer. And then he raped Lorraine Courier, strangling her to death afterward. When he killed Samantha Koning, he also raped her and strangled her to death. But afterward, he dismembered her body. During the Lido, Texas arson fires, he used gasoline as the accelerant. When he robbed the community bank in Tupper Lake and later the National Bank of Texas in Azle, he used a 40 caliber Smith & Wesson semi-automatic pistol to threaten and intimidate employees and customers. He would use that same gun to terrorize the couriers. According to interviews with the FBI, Keyes strangled all of his victims, with the exception of Bill and one victim in Washington. On August 12, 2013, federal authorities released new information on Keyes, revealing that they suspect him to have a final death toll of 11 victims, all killed from 2001 to 2012, and that there are possibly other victims in Canada and other countries. Additionally, he was confirmed to have also burglarized 20 to 30 homes and robbed several other banks in addition to the Community Bank and National Bank of Texas robberies. In 2020, the FBI released the drawings of 11 skulls and one pentagram, which had been drawn in blood and found underneath Key's jail cell bed after his death. The FBI believes this correlates with what are believed to be the total number of his victims. Serial killer Israel Keyes lost control of his murderous pleasure. He prided himself in his ability to maintain a double life and was very cautious about protecting the life he led with his girlfriend and daughter. As a killer, he was remorseless and made it clear that he liked to kill. Authorities also released new audio from interrogations with Keyes. In both clips, he described failed plans to kill other Alaskans from April and May 2011. And now on to his arrest. Before killing Samantha Koning, Keyes acquired her cell phone, ATM card, and PIN number. After taking the time to go on a cruise, Keyes staged a ransom demand with Koning's dead body. Her family, hoping she was alive, deposited money into her account. Keyes used 
or ATM card to withdraw funds in Alaska and continue to do those transactions while traveling in New Mexico, Arizona, and Texas. He disguised his appearance, but a security camera recorded an image of his rental car in Arizona. Texas law enforcement was notified and in March 2012 stopped keys. A search of his car revealed, among other incriminating items, Koenig's license. Keys was arrested by Texas Highway Patrol Corporal Brian Henry and Texas Ranger Stephen Rayburn in the parking lot of the Cotton Patch Cafe in Lufkin, Texas, on the morning of March 13, 2012, after he had again used Koenig's debit card, which had been traced through New Mexico and Arizona. While in custody, Keyes shared some details about his crimes with investigators. Though he seemed to take pleasure in limiting the flow of information, he also expressed his desire for a quick execution date, saying he dreaded languishing behind bars for years, and he didn't want his mother or his daughter to suffer because of his crimes. Keyes offered details about the killings as a bargaining chip with law enforcement. Keyes ended up committing suicide in his Anchorage jail cell on the night of December 1, 2012. Despite warnings not to provide Keyes with a razor blade, he had been given one. He slit his wrist and also strangled himself with a sheet while lying in bed. His body was not discovered until the morning of December 2nd. His mother, four sisters, and three brothers-in-law were the sole attendees of Keyes' funeral on December 8, 2012. Keyes' last interrogation session took place a few days before his suicide. Some of his interrogation recordings had been shared with the public. Thank you all for listening to this episode of the True Crime Never Sleeps podcast. As we continue to our series, Shit Out of Luck. This is Larry Lee signing off for today. Until then, stay safe, stay happy, and let us know what you thought about this case by sending us a tweet at True Crime NS. And be sure to subscribe to our, our podcast on all your favorite podcast platforms and find us on YouTube. Just search True Crime Never Sleeps. Thank you, and we'll see you next time. Thank you for listening to the True Crime Never Sleeps podcast. Follow us on Twitter at True Crime NS. Like us on Facebook at True Crime Never Sleeps. Send us a voice message at anchor.fm slash true crime never sleeps slash message. Tune in next week for an all new episode. Redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino online. I was only playing for fun, so winning was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's favorite free online social casino. You too could have the chance to win life changing cash prizes. Absolutely anybody could be like Mary. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumboCasino.com and play for free now. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice of the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of the winner. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for two forty nine dollars a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. 
Shop these deals at your local Kroger today or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.